0: Welcome to our Season 2, Episode 8 of Tell Me About It, where we listen, learn, connect, and share from people all across the community. I am super thrilled to have Daniel Noel, who is joining us today. He's a fourth-year political science student studying at Brock University. He's also a sports commentator and as well as host for Canada's first and only youth sports basketball. Thank you for joining us, Daniel. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Of course. Of course. How's your new year been so
1: far? New year's been well. i just taking the time to relax. It's just... Like not stress over school has been nice. I really enjoy this time off. Hundred percent,
0: hundred percent. Um, we'll jump right into the questions. Uh, we I mentioned your role as a sports commentator, and I kind of wanted to begin there because that's what kind of drew my interest to have this podcast with you. I don't know if you remember, but we met during intermeals, and you know we were on the sidelines, and I was asking you like, oh, what are you studying? And I remember you saying political science, and then you mentioned about being a Brock sports commentator. I was like, oh, okay, two different fields, but that's so interesting to me and I kind of wanted to begin there like I mentioned and where did it start from was it something you always wanted to do and because I've always been curious to ask
1: with regards to sports commentary I it really just happened overnight I was going into my third year at Brock University and I was looking for jobs and i was just on the busu website I saw brock tv sports commentator and i was like you know what i'm i'm gonna go out there and just just apply because i need a job so i ended up applying i went through the interview i thought i did bad um end up getting the job and then i think from there it really just started to take off like with soccer we started with soccer first but i was so new to the sport and to broadcasting that I was really like in a shell but once the indoor season came and volleyball started and basketball started that's when things start really started to take off for me
0: nice nice and do you think that um like being a political science major helped in some ways when it be um coming to like uh, commentating in sports
1: um it definitely adds a more professional
0: mm-hmm. tone
1: to the way you speak into the way you carry yourself but honestly I feel like you can learn many things and it could help you with something completely different in life you know you understand what I'm trying to say so even though it's a completely different field it can still help me in ways that I might not know and I might not see in a moment but when you're like when you have the mic on and you're broadcasting certain things just come to your head and you just say it like that you have general knowledge from another program or something like completely unrelated.
0: I like how you mentioned, though, like how you can learn a lot from just doing different types of jobs that have no relation to your major. Um, And I think like you mentioned with political science at least where we have that professional kind of background to it where we learn about so many things like governments and like you know what to say what not to say in those type, when we as you as you keep progressing within the years so I think uh that kind of does help with sports commenting because you know what to say and you have a different type of tone of voice in uh, in comparison to other majors so that's really interesting Um, Jumping to the next question, what is one thing you didn't expect as a sports commentator um, from U Sports, like you mentioned, but also from Brock sports commentating?
1: Um, With U Sports, I'd say, well, because we did like OUA, OUA U Sports, it kind of just picked up really quickly. Like Last year was like the best um, sports and athletics year Brock has ever had, so we were commentating on teams that were all in the OUA finals. you know what I mean So we had CBC, we were on CBC for one po- at one point commentating. So it really just picked up and it was just like perfect time and it was like we were the commentators for the right team, the right school at the right place in time So everything just like fell right into it into fruition. So that in terms of OUA and U sports like that was really like something that caught me off guard like I did not expect to be on CBC when I started it in September. And in terms of Brock, I think providing a different culture to the way the sports is broadcasted I feel like that's something that was not there the way we brought our slang in the way we talked about the teams it's something that like I feel like no other youth sports commentator had other than what I and my partner Isaiah had going for us and many people reached out and said that you guys are doing it so differently and we love it keep doing it so from a Brock standpoint that's how I felt about it because a lot of people enjoyed it a lot of people said that this is different and change needs to be changed.
0: I was gonna mention, there's two parts of my uh, thing, where you mentioned about being on CBC. Was there any type of pressure that you felt like you didn't wanna say the wrong thing or uh, pressure from like outside by any chance when you were commentating?
1: There definitely was pressure, especially due to the fact that it was volleyball because that was a sport that I wasn't the most comfortable in, but come the end of the season, I was on my A game, um, I prepared for it like no other, I probably spent maybe like six to eight hours just preparing for it, just knowing every single thing I need to know, because of how serious that this was, you know what I mean, because national TV is national TV, and I think that we came out there and we performed, oh, well. it was a great commentary, and then we won the championship as well, two for Brock, so it was just like a happy ending story, like fairy tale ending to everything. So there definitely was a bit pressure, but I think it's pressure I put on myself rather than other people. No one was like telling me, hey, you got to perform well, this is CBC. It was just like me knowing that, hey, this is CBC, this is my time to showcase my skills. I'm gonna go out there and do what I know best and do me.
0: It's really interesting how you mentioned though, how it wasn't the pressure you were facing from everyone else, but the pressure you're putting on ourselves. Because I think as humans, we want to do better. We want to be, you know, perfect in whatever role we are. But I think as time, as we gain experience, we understand that we're bound to make mistakes, like that's going to happen. And we may say the wrong thing, or we might do the wrong thing, but we're learning. And that's the biggest thing in life. Um, and going back to the second part, where you mentioned about Brock uh, sports commenting, how you change the culture there. Um, I wanted to add, it was really cool seeing you do those videos with different athletes across of Brock and like, not even it was not not even the sit down, like the first five minutes was a sit down. But then after that, I remember I was watching Ivy's and it was like going through these hoops or like, you know, like whatever challenges, which is so cool. And I think that you added that twist to it, made it more um, interesting and more people, more Brock students and even just everyone wanted to see because it was interesting because you, you know, you did something that was different than um, most people would have done. Uh, so jumping to the next question, um, what is one common myth about being a sports commentator?
1: I think a myth is that like it's easy that you can just go put on a mic and go there and talk. Um, like our, my interview, they, they sent like a previously recorded clip that I had to like commentate over. And initially I applied to be the color commentator, which was the commentator that speaks when, play, when play-by-play when play isn't speaking. So you're really just speaking on thin air. So I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm not used to this. I was gonna like drop out of the interview actually. So I wouldn't have been a commentator, but I said, you know what, I'm gonna go through with it. I practiced probably all night, the night before the interview. And I said, like, this is, this is something I need to take seriously. and. I didn't have the goals to be a commentator. It's just something that I wanted to get. I just wanted the job. And I think once I got the job and I realized like, how serious it was. But a common myth is that it is easy because it's not easy. You can't just put on a mic and just talk. You have to do your research. You want to know where players went to high school, who what their parents played in high school, who their brothers are. And just, you want to know everything about them. I feel like that's one common myth.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I think that's so true because whenever we hear about sports commentating, we think it's very easy, but it is not. I remember having conversations with you just whenever we're at Brock or whatever, and you mentioning about how it is a it is a stressful job and you have to know each of the players. And I was watching one of the OUA games and your commentating was on point. It was like, I was, I was like, okay, Daniel, like way to go, like I, I see you, but that was really cool though. And I think, like you mentioned, it is something that it's not easy to do at all. Um, In your opinion, what is the most important personality trait uh, that someone needs, uh, not someone needs, that someone should have when working in an industry uh, within sports commentating?
1: I think that you have to be open to criticism. You have to be open to criticism. I got criticized a lot when I was started. Soccer was, was bad. I don't even go back and listen to my soccer clips. Volleyball the first month was bad. I literally had to talk to like, um, people from the volleyball team and teach me different slang. I was in the coach's office maybe like four times between the men's coach and the women's coach just asking more questions about the sport because I genuinely wanted to know more so I could be better. I don't want to like. I, I'm not a person who settles for just being mediocre. I always like strive and prosper to be better, and I I genuinely went out of my way to research and know more about the sport. And I think that that's something that you have to be willing to do to be open to criticism, because there's different types of criticism, and I got the bad side. I didn't get constructive criticism. I got the bad criticism. But I, like I said, I put that pressure on myself to go out there and be better, and that's what I did in the end. Took that criticism and became better.
0: Definitely. I think that's really, that's really interesting. You mentioned about criticism because I remember when I started this podcast, I didn't even want to look at my first few episodes. Cause I was by whole, like the, the way I talk, my tone of voice, the volume, I was like, oh my God, Muskan, this is not what I want to hear. But I still have those episodes uploaded because sometimes I do go back and kind of, I look back and say, and I kind of write down my notes like, oh, what did I do wrong? What is something that I could have improved on? And that is something that I've also done is where, um, I've taken down notes and put them back into like my future episodes. Like here, um, something I didn't do before was write down the questions. I kind of just had them on top of my head. But then I realized, no, you can't do that. When you get into a conversation, you may forget about those questions you have. You wanna ask that person. So it's important to have those questions out, what you wanna answer, um, what you wanna ask as well. And I think, like you mentioned, constructive criticism is so important. But I think it's also important to like like you mentioned, it's good to give criticism, but you also want someone to give you constructive criticism. So something positive and something negative, because if someone just gives you all negative, it makes you feel like, oh, you're doing everything wrong and you shouldn't be here. And I think that's where I think society also kind of needs to shift where it's like we need both sides of the equation, not just one. Um, I kind of wanted to go into you. mentioned. Uh, you mentioned about uh and I saw on your Instagram page, obviously, you started a a Shots in Motion Instagram page where you create highlights for the Brock men's basketball. How has that been? And uh, has uh, commentating or any of the sports kind of side from the U Sports and Brock uh, commentating helped with your uh, Shots in Motion Instagram page?
1: Yeah, so Shots in Motion, we started this year. So I started working the men's basketball team this year, just doing media and promotions and just to make, the culture around the sport better you know what i mean it's just that if you're not there at the game i want you to still be able to know what happened at the game without having to be there posting a little highlight to you posting more pictures so yeah these athletes can repost and also like build a brand for themselves as well too and that's what it is it's like outside the sport like i love the sport so much i want to help off the court and i think like that's my responsibility with shots in motion it's just to create the, a brand for athletes, you know what I mean? Because there's nowhere, athletes love being posted, athletes love reposting themselves. We all know that. If I get a picture of myself, I'm gonna repost it. So with that being said, I think it's just bringing a different culture, that something that's never been done before. And I think that that's my biggest thing, is doing something that's never been done before. And with regards to commentating, I think I built up a resume for myself last year so that people know the work ethic that I have with the Brock TV, your weekly badger, and the commentating, so that they knew that when I follow this page, I'm not just following any, you know, nonsense. This is a trusted source. This is a guy that does this, he's proven himself over and over again. And I think that that's where commentating how just knowing that network and having that trust with other people within the school and athletic department.
0: That is really cool because I think with the Instagram page you have anyone can see just click and then just the quick highlights pop up and you can see what's happening within the Brock men's basketball. And like, you know, maybe even expanding more to the volleyball, to the Brock women's basketball and just other sports across uh, our Brock community, which is really cool. And I like how you mentioned about, uh, giving kind of like having the page, not just to highlight basketball, but kind of create opportunities for these athletes to promote themselves and kind of um, promote themselves on Instagram and kind of create a brand for themselves. I think it's very important. And lastly, the last question I wanted to ask you was what is one lesson your uh, job as a sports commentator has taught you and you think that everyone should learn at uh, some point in their
1: life as well? Oh, I think you have to go, you really have to like break out of your comfort zone. You have to, because if you stay the same in life, you're going to get the same results, you know, but if you change what you do, the results are going to be changed as well. It's going to be different results. And I think with commentary, like when I said, when I started, like it was soccer and I don't like soccer, but I was, I chose soccer as a sport because I just know basic rules, but I thought I knew so much about it, but I didn't. And I worked hard to get you know, more knowledge in it, but it's really just breaking out of your comfort zone because like I said, if you can't expect the same results, you can't expect different results of doing the same thing. And I feel like people always wanna like be successful and they wanna make new friends, but they're not really going out. They're not being outgoing. They're not reaching out to other people. And me, like once I started the commentary, I started talking to more athletes just under the blue, just randomly. I didn't know them who they were, but I was like, listen, I'm working with you, so you work with me. And I felt like having that sports commentator title it kind of gave athletes a reason to talk to me. <laughs> but all in all, you really got to break out of your comfort zone. You really do. That's my one advice to everyone who even wants to be a commentator, who wants to be a lawyer, doctor, whatever. You got to break out of your comfort zone for sure.
0: Thank you for sharing. I think it's so important you mentioned that because um, within this like environment that we live in, I think we're scared to get out of our comfort zone because we're scared of the possibility of failure and sometimes being judged upon within society because what we may do may not align. Uh, Starting this podcast, I think, like, like you mentioned, I was not ready to start this podcast. I was so scared of people judging me. Um, (laughs) But what I'm doing, like, I have no experience. I'm still learning how to talk, what to say, um, convey conversation. um, And I think with experience you learn and you understand that it's okay like to make mistakes because you're still learning um but it's so important to step out of your comfort zone because if you don't then you're going to not grow and I think the biggest thing in life is to grow and become um grow and become better in the way of like physically mentally um for ourselves right because we're obviously continuously growing and wanting to become better uh with in any aspect of our life right if that's career mentally whatever um but yeah thank you so much for joining me daniel i really do appreciate it
1: well, of course of course I was just gonna say like one thing to you like with you starting your podcast I'm breaking out your comfort zone like that's big you know what I mean like with media I think there's a big misconception that you're just gonna blow up overnight and that's that's not the case at all that's not the case at all it, t- it takes time and like anyone that wants to go into any media sports broadcast and I, there's not many jobs out there so you really have to create a job for yourself and I feel like that's what I did with Brock TV hosting the show and then now with Persevere with Balling Up but you really just have to be patient and willing to You know, if it's a 12 or 24 month period that you got to wait without getting paid and but you know that this is something you're passionate about, don't give up on your dreams because, you know, dreams are there for you to achieve. And if you stop dreaming, then what's there in life? What's the purpose?
0: I love how you mentioned that. And I think um, that's so true because I feel like whenever anyone enters media, we think that, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to blow up. All of a sudden, one night. But it's a work in progress. Um, a quote that I kind of I've been mean, going by is it's a it's a uh, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So it's a continuous. We're continuously growing, continuously learning. But yes, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Daniel, for joining us. It was a pleasure having you on this podcast, and I can't wait for future collaborations
1: yeah, no, of course, of course, I appreciate you making the time to have even having me on the show as well, too. is good just telling you more about our experiences within the new sports basketball field.
0: hundred percent. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on season two, episode eight of Tell Me About It, where we listen, learn, connect, and share from people all across the community. Be sure to follow us along on our Instagram page and Spotify. And I hope everyone has a great day.